your team, trade them out. Drag it to your mace like you never had a doubt. It's FMDT coming around for you. Cause no one really knows the way you pick like you do. Injuries or worse, suddenly retired and hurt. Get your backs, forwards and mids. Never satisfied you, boys got the shits. It's FMDT coming around for you. FMDT, 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 coming up for you. FMDT, there's nothing you can do. FMDT, coming around for you. Welcome! FMDT is coming around for round two of 2019. We're here to sum up all of the action from the B-Money League. As usual, with me is Steve. Hello, yeah, good to be here again. I'm glad I didn't do such a bad job last week that you invited <laughs> me back. Yep, still uh, keeping uh, Shane and Cam away, so it's uh, just us two. Obviously, you have done a pretty good job, if that's the way ah. we're rolling. Knowledge bombs, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's it. Good to have someone that knows what they're talking about. I think I used that joke last time, but um, this one's more of a dig at Shane and Cam this time. So there we go. Ah, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's good to good to be filming this episode again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm pretty new to this, so we are of course recording rather than filming. Not YouTube stars anymore. Hmm. Um, yeah, Shane really should have come on though, because he could have uh, been rubbing something in my face this week, but luckily I won't have to put up with that. No, I can just comment on it. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have plenty to say about it in uh, due time. It has been a big week of football though. Uh, we've had, uh, I mean, I've had a pretty miserable week, and it's pretty much followed the trajectory of my own team with the Bombers, uh, where things just seem to keep getting worse and worse. On the flip side, I think you've sort of more followed your own team's trajectory. Uh, did you manage to catch that Crows game? Yes, I did, yeah. No, Crows played all right. Um, Sydney look inept, but they often do early in the season, so big match for them against Carlton this week. Yeah, we're on the improve. Um, so, yeah, definitely that'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm sort of ready to hit the reset button on the whole season. Uh, the Bombers are crap. My team, my fantasy team is crap, so it's <laughs> not going too well. So before we get into my matchup, though, I did come up with a little song to sum up how my last two weeks, how I felt about my last two weeks. So let's give that a little bit of a listen. Sounds good. This is my recital. I think it's very vital to field a team that's injury free. To field a team, to field a team that's injury free. It's tricky to build a team, to build a team that's injury free Tricky! 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 little due date, his name was kinda curly Went on the park and busted his knee out, I had to drop him real early Players make me queasy, Liam Shield saying please pick me We'll get through a round, injury free, I said it's not that easy Build a team to build a team that's injury free How's it Ainsworth? Build a team to build a team that's injury free On the ground the players run and try to make it through Harry Perryman punctured along and I know I'm screwed And on the ground it's another anterior cruciate ligament Guess I'm used to shitty injuries, I'm still angry at that bloody cancer 
Build a team to build a team that's injury free. Pass it in cans. Build a team to build a team that's injury free. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. Wow, that was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. I like some of the lyrics there. <laughs> Tom Duday, he's got a name that's curly. <laughs> yeah. Indeed he does. When he did his name. It took, it took me a long time to learn how to pronounce his name. Um, so that's very true. And yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums up how I feel about my last two weeks. It's just been injury after injury. Yeah, unlucky. Um, you're, not, you're not wrong. I mean, maybe if you pick some decent forwards or backs that wouldn't be such a problem but <laughs> but at least your midfield's good right so yeah well it is when they're not getting injured so i did have liam, liam shields this week <laughs> yeah. as well adding to the to the pile of injuries and trent dumont a late out do you know what's going on there um yeah i wasn't too too sure i think it was a calf and hopefully just a precautionary thing i i heard that he'll be back this week Oh, well, that's good. Um, so, obviously, you'll be putting Aaron Hall on field after 106 um, to replace Shields. So, that's a handy backup, a ninth-round pick uh, actually on field. So, yeah, your midfield will be okay. Um, your back and forward lines do look a little bit troubled, shall we say. <laughs> that's ver- that's uh, very generous. Um, I think they look like utter crap, to be honest. Um <laughs> <laughs> So where's the waiver wire? You got pick one yet? Or? Well, no, I don't. I've got pick two, and you know, there's not there's not that much on the waiver wire. I'm actually very disappointed to have such a good pick and for there to be not well, not not much that I can see at least. Maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, um, you definitely are, and you'll probably have pick one after next week. So. <laughs> I definitely am missing something, am I? All right, uh, after <laughs> the show is recorded, I will go straight to hunting that waiver wire. <laughs> Obviously, Max and uh, Max and Alec have found something they like. They've already dropped four players. So. <laughs> yeah, getting themselves ready. Um, all right, let's um, let's talk a little bit about my opponent because I guess we should. So I did go down by how much was it? One hundred and fifty, one points. Yeah, a pretty good win, decent score for Shane. Um, Merritt bounced back. I noticed, even though the Bombers didn't. Really, um, Merritt got 99. He'd be pleased with that. Um, and yeah, I guess Shane's team otherwise was just sort of solid. Um, Warple 97. Um, looks just like a shout out actually to that forward yeah. line. Um, so Jack Nunes is one of the ones I'm going to hate for the whole season because he. Uh, I picked Tom Mitchell instead of picking Nunes, and Nunes looks like yeah. a great pick right now. He's actually the seventh best averaging forward, um, and Shane happens to also have Warple, who is the sixth best averaging forward in the comp. So he is his forward line is definitely looking pretty good. When his worst scoring player for the week is Isaac Heaney, you're, you're doing yeah, pretty well. Very impressive. And Noon's such a bounce back year after 66 last year from 22 mm-hmm. games, and I thought he can't play as a forward for shit, so I stayed clear. <laughs> and uh, he's. Yeah, yeah, Shane's reaping the rewards. So I don't think he can play as a forward for shit, and that's exactly why he's doing well now, right? Being pushed into the midfield. Maybe that's yeah, that's what you do. Just play poorly, do your job poorly, so you get a different, better job. <laughs> 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 but not so poorly that you get dropped, because he did still play twenty-two games last year. So um, yeah, very true. And Saint selection is always a little bit puzzling week to week. Uh, we'll get to that a bit later. 
We, um, I, but... I'm, sh- I'm sure we will. I do need to also give myself a bit of a... Um, uh, well, I gave Shane a shout-out, so I'm giving myself a shutdown for starting Josh Battle, who I picked up straight off the wave away. Yeah, and... what were you thinking? <laughs> well, he did all right in, in round one. And Against I know... the Gold Coast, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. 66. He was against an equally bad team, right? The Bombers. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. Mm. <laughs> he's actually playing in the back line, and I thought he might be... He, he was taking some kick-ins. I thought he might be distributing it a bit more. I was completely off the mark there, and that was a terrible pick. In fact, the worst free agent... Um, the worst free agent that got played um, this round. So, Insert wasn't... sound effect here. <laughs> yes, exactly. I already had a pretty bad round going, and to have that along with leaving um, Crozier's 82 on the bench was just, um, yeah, did do myself any favours. Let's move swiftly along, I think, to the next matchup. Yeah, sure. So, Chateau Verdeflor defeated Manny Barcelona by 158 points. Um, I guess, so Millsy got the win. I think it might have been the third lowest score of the week. So pretty lucky win. It was. Mm. Very lucky then that he's facing a rabble um, uh, from from Sahil at the moment. So I noticed Cornelio copped the tag this week, got 50. Yes. That's yes. one way to uh, shut very... GWS down, I guess. Yeah, seemed to work. Yeah, and it seemed very, seemed very effective. The only good play for GWS was actually Whitfield. So... Yeah, might be a tactic that other teams use. Bad for a Canadian. Yeah, but owner. also it'd be interesting to see what happens when Josh Kelly finally does come back. Maybe it actually helps Canelio. Um, after last week, we thought Very maybe Canelio was better without Kelly, and now it's probably back to needing Kelly to, to get that extra attention. Mm. So a bit of a lucky win from Millsy, but you know you, you can't choose who you play, so did enough. Honestly, honestly, when I saw that score from Sahil, I thought, oh no, he's done it again. He's left some, you know, he's had to have some some donuts, something like that. Because he did say, oh no, I've, you know, I've got to get a bloody schedule. And I thought, oh no, what's he done? He's locked in someone that's not even playing into his squad or something, something stupid like that. <laughs> he didn't though. I mean, <laughs> to, to his credit, he started all 18 players. Wow. It's just, it's just unfortunate that they were all terrible. Yeah. I mean, meeting the basic requirements of the game is quite an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 18 players. We have low standards for Sahil. <laughs> well done. Um, I mean, what can I say? He he has a couple of stars who are down on form. Dusty Martin, 59, um, or down this week anyway, and a pretty poor score from Sicily, only 63. You know, but... That still doesn't really. That's not the difference between thirteen hundred and fifteen hundred. So he's still got some work to do. Um, but luckily, he does have three players probably coming back for round three. Ollie Wines, Hamish Hartlett, Jamie Cripps, all all a good chance to play AFL this week. So that'll give him some relief, um, I'm sure. And uh, he's got Shane Mumford on the way as well. Yeah, well, Mumford he might not use because he has Stefan Martin. Not really sure why, but yes, he can choose whichever matchup he likes better, I guess. GWS have Richmond, don't they? Mm. 
So, yeah, Mumford might be the better play this week, but it is his first game back for 18 months, so maybe not. Yeah, so he does have uh, quite a bit of choice. Uh, probably can't go too wrong in the rucks in that case. Mm. Um, or- all right, so and just a quick mention to Milzy. Um, I, you know, I don't want to mention it, but Luke Dalhouse again got the ton, and so I just got to. <laughs> I'm thinking I was a little bit wrong about that call that I made with him. Yeah, John have been very surprising. Pretty good. Mm. Yeah, pretty impressive from Dalhouse. Um, so I mean, if Jack Dalin kicks ten goals, he, he might he might get a better score. <laughs> I mean, he kicked four, four this week. Yeah, he kicked and four, and he's he was still thirty short. Scored in the seventies, like I'm pretty disappointed by that. I kind of wish we were in a category league because I had Charlie Cameron kick four as well. So goals, goals are no issue for my team, but um, points are. So there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, I think we can move to the next matchup, which I believe is your matchup. So, Ready Lyset Yo taking down Shadow Arachian by 53 points. So, not a huge margin. And I think um, Ian could have won this one. He could have very much won this one because he left a lot of points yeah. on the bench. And I know that you left some points on the bench as well. Well, not on the bench exactly. But um, Ian was responsible for 150 points that he could have actually improved his score by if he had started Blitzavs, Motlop, and Tom Hickey ahead of Sam, Sam Jacobs. That's probably a bit more contentious. You probably wouldn't think to do that. But Motlop certainly could have made his uh, forward mm. line if he had just uh, tried to loophole Jack Revolt, put him you know, in the emergency spot, see that he only got 38, and then uh, play a better forward. It's a bit of a lost opportunity there for him. Yeah, and um, I guess Blitzavs could have could have got the start but yeah I didn't realize how how lucky I was I guess because certainly Motlop probably should have been on field um although hindsight yeah it does help um Jack Rewalt you wouldn't expect him to get only 38 um in a big big game like that although he did get 32 the week before so yes, yeah now he's out blue. for four weeks so really huge blue to the Tigers bad luck I'm lucky for Ian because he did yeah yeah he did keep really well, didn't he? So, just on Ian's team, Bradley Hill, 129, backing it up after last week, 32 touches, just really solid numbers. Um, is he is he a super premium? Is he a premium with Lockie Neal out? I mean, that's 100 points a week to redistribute. I might, so I think, he, I think he might be. Maybe maybe Bradley Hill's getting. I've been I've been so impressed. I've actually yeah happened to watch both Freo games. They just they've been in the Sunday games, and that's when I happened to watch most of my football. So um, yeah, I've seen quite a lot of Bradley Hill, and I've been very impressed with him. So I would not be surprised. Maybe not elite level production, um, but I definitely think he'll be going over a hundred average this year. Well, that's pretty close to elite, yeah. I mean, St Kilda this week, very, very scorable uh, against. And then the games might get a little bit tougher with the Derby and GWS after that. But, yeah, we'll have mm. to keep an eye on Hill over the next month and see if this is just a hot patch of form, a purple patch, you could say, or if it's actually a, a long-term average. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Year. But, um, yeah, obviously, so Ian a bit unlucky. Also, Stephen May, we didn't, I don't think we mentioned him, his injury there. So he was unlucky that he got injured. And he came back, actually, onto the field. So he annoyingly stood around and didn't do very much. 55% time on ground for him, so just 5% too much. So, yeah, wow. 
unlucky. And if he had got the extra 43, um, he would have still lost, but he would have lost by only It definitely would have stressed points. you out a lot so more. So I would have been... Yeah, pretty yeah. nervous. Yeah. Um, we yeah. we haven't mentioned the fact that you also benched someone. So you started Cade Kolodajny, and who did you bench? Ah, Matthew Suckling. Yes, injured foot supposedly, or not? <laughs> yeah. Had you worried? Yeah. I mean, if you do as much uh, trolling of the AFL website as me, you would have quickly come across the news that Matt Suckling damaged ligaments in his foot at Marvel Stadium the week before. And you think, right, you've got a 31-year-old player who's got a history of foot and ankle injuries who's damaged ligaments in his foot. They're definitely not going to play him. So your your loophole player gets a good score, 85, on Thursday night, and you go, hmm, who should I take off? (laughs) Should I take off the guy who's playing his first game for his new club, first game for quite a while in College Asney? Or should I take off the injury-prone, slightly injury-prone guy who's had a bit of a, a problem last week and yeah obviously I made the wrong decision to the tune of 83 points uh, in the sense that Suckling got 119 KK got 36 so <laughs> cost myself a yeah. lot of points in the overall race um, that's all right you scored enough points this week it was good enough for top of the week so at least you managed to get that but yes you would have um, taken the best score so far of the season had you made that switch so unlucky mm. <laughs> but um at least you got yourself the win so not too much to complain about i i wouldn't think that is true term. yeah and it was nice to see scott lysette live up to like, <laughs> yes a bit of <laughs> the name you know name yeah so he actually played the role that i was expecting the first ruck role 34 hit outs got plenty of touches around the ground and still gave away four frees so um yeah, my team's pretty good at that. Um, funnily, funnily enough, it was your other namesake, uh, Yo, that was probably the disappointing one this time. Yeah, Yo got the tag, um, gave away seven free kicks. Seven. I don't think I've ever seven. seen. Yeah, no. seven. I know. Is it James Sicily who gave away seven last year? Someone gave away seven, but it's it's a once a year oh, thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was Sicily. Did you see him mouthing <laughs> off this week again? It's just... I did. Uh, yeah, that was classic moment. I yeah. mean. <laughs> Can you explain to me how that was a fucking push? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying it to the umpire like that. Uh, I loved uh, it. Uh, um, he was so close to getting reported for it. As well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. Um, I mean, I'm not bitter against the Hawks for any any particular reason, <laughs> aside from the last seven years of AFL. <laughs> um, no, just, yeah. just the whole, just the rest of the league, I think, as well, shares that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, enough right. about my team. Uh, there, there was one more thing I did have to give you credit for. The fact that you picked up and started the free agent of the week, Willem Drew. Very nice pickup. Um, I'm pretty sure you did mention when we had our, um, when we when we talked last week, that you had someone in mind as a free agent pickup. Was that it? Was that who you were alluding to? Indeed it was. Yeah. I like the look of this kid. He's uh, playing his second game of AFL, but he's 20 years old, so he's kind of like a mature age player almost. Um, seems to have a good inside mid role. Now, obviously, Wines will come back in and he'll, he'll lose some midfield minutes, but I just thought, you know, against Carlton this week, or last week, strike. Yeah. Time to strike, basically. So yeah, no, very, very good call. Yeah, very good call. I did have him in my sights, but sort of the the wines meaning coming back meaning there's no long term prospect put me off. But hey, who knows? 
Um, very good pickup. Alright, so we'll move along to the next one, which is Aurori Bontrealis, uh, who went down to I Shot the Sharon. Uh, have you got the margin for that one, Steve? 37 points. So pretty close one. Yeah, close one. And uh, I think uh, Aurori had a bit of a topsy-turvy week, which seems to be uh, half of the course for him at the moment. Indeed, another roller coaster with seven tons, five of them in midfield, but then four scores of 55 or less. So he's, he's kind of done the same thing as week one, not quite with the same players. And I just noticed one that I hadn't really noticed before, Ed Kernow, 34, no, 46 points, 46 points, that's... Very surprising for for Kurnow. Last week and last week he had a 113. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is the roller coaster. Yeah, and I'm just looking at why did he get 46? He played half forward. Interesting. So I don't know if um, if Brendan Bolton's trying to get him forward status for his own benefit, <laughs> but I don't know if that's a good role for him. 11 possessions, one goal, three free kicks against. So yeah. Kieran will be hoping Kerno goes back to the midfield and averages 95 to 100 like he generally has. Yeah. So yes. arguably the Kerno move cost him the win because that's only, I mean, the margin was 37. So, yeah, that's that's costly. Very costly. Um, I don't think there's too much he could do with, um, with his benching options or anything like that, though. So uh, just, yeah, he just has to, I guess, sort out who the good guys are, try and get rid of all of those low scorers because he does have a few that are really not pulling their weight I think yeah but it's just looking at it it's actually hard to drop guys like you know you're obviously not dropping Kerno or even Alex Neil Bullen I'm pretty sure was quite uh, good last year that's the one I was thinking about yeah he's a bit more on the on the cusp maybe yeah um I mean I'd be keeping him he averaged 78 last year and then mm. Michael Hibbard was bad last year but Again, it's probably premature to actually. No, he's cut not going to. He's, he's not going to cut him. He picked him early, so he's definitely yeah, going to keep him for yeah. the long haul. Hope for a hope, hope for a bounce back. Mm. So it does look like there's not a lot Kieran can do in terms of on-field players, but mm. um, you know maybe he can still get something off the waiver wire. Um, but... Daniel Rich, by the way, has been mm. pretty fantastic for him. So averaging in the over 100 at the moment as a backman, and he is the preferred option for Brisbane. Um, carrying the ball out of defence, so could keep up that sort of scoring. Who knows? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for uh, for Brisbane because he's got absolutely elite kick, um, mm. and obviously if he uses that on the kick-ins, can gain 60, 75 metres you know, to the wing. Um, yeah, nice kick-to-handball ratio. Some, you gave someone a shout-out the week, oh, Christian Salem the week before, and yeah, so far Rich mm. has gone... 42 kicks, eight handballs for the year, so pretty pretty handy, five to one ratio. <laughs> Very nice ratio, yeah. Yeah, I guess to, to comment on Max's team, um, I wasn't sure if he'd delist someone to, to get his loophole ruck score of 106. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed on Thursday night, I thought, oh, is he going to cut someone just to get it? Uh, and he sure did. He took that, <laughs> that option and it um, gained him... 34 points over what Tim English scored, 72. So pretty good decision. He won by 37, so he would have he would have won by three points, I guess, in hindsight. But would have actually saved him a lot of. Well, it definitely did save him a lot of stress. Um, 
winning by 30-something points instead of... I did, ha- I, did, I did have to look up who that was that he picked up, Lloyd Meek. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, picked Surely picked him on the name alone, right? P- pick 69 in 2017, just the records. So he's got that mm. distinction. Nice. <laughs> yep, uh, that's, and that's all I know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Got a funny name. That's another he d- comment. <laughs> he does. Um, I've just, I'm just seeing this here. I'm kind of surprised that he um, benched Hugh McLuggage though in favour of, say, Darcy Tucker. I know Darcy Tucker went big last week, but I still think that you're starting your round twelve, round thirteen, round round twelve pick. Ahead yeah, of that's mind-boggling to me. I mean, I, yeah, I rate McLuggage. He got ninety-two last week from 67% time on ground, mm. I'd be starting with Cluggage all year. Um, but if Max doesn't want him, um, offer me a ah, and I'll... Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. I'll happily take that garbage bench player off your yeah. hands for you, Max. Yeah, M- M- garbage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll happily take that player, yeah. Good. All right. All right. So next up, we've got uh, Aki Blakey Hart, who unfortunately had a Aki Blakey day uh, going down to the UN Security Council by a pretty small margin, only 24 points. Yeah, wow, that was a close one. This was um, this was game of the week, really, with um, the two top scorers from round one and mm. went down to the wire. Um, I'm not sure if we did feature this game in our last episode, but we should have um, if we didn't. So, yeah, top two scorers, both getting over 1,500 again, um, and really only one player to blame um, on – I know it's, it's – well, two players, sorry, two players mm-hmm. to blame on Nick's team. It's it's always bad to single people out, so I'm, I'm singling two people out. Um, Jarman MP34, woeful. Average 70 last year, so 34 is half of that, and it's the difference between a win and a loss. Mm-hmm. And the other man you have some experience with, but more of a good experience, I think, um, <laughs> in general. But started badly for Nick on Thursday night with um, your man Kane Lambert, 44. Yeah, One I didn't back up last of the week, week for the at problem. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah as we know all of richmond doing pretty poorly um yeah he had 112 last week so uh, that's very surprising um yeah, yeah just wasn't involved absolutely definitely. got smashed in the midfield richmond so yeah I, th- I think that kind of evened out though the craziness of chris main getting 131 i mean that's true fair enough where, where on earth does that come from yeah that was I was surprised Nick started Maine. Get, have to give him credit for that choice, especially given he's a uh, he was playing on on Thursday night. So you'd think wouldn't you put Maine on the bench um, for for the loophole option? But he just started him confident. He had, he had all the confidence in the world in him, and it was yeah, yeah. It was very much rewarded. So good the on main him man. There. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, and yeah, Brett with the second highest score for the second time running, actually. So he Indeed. is I don't know. living up to the hype in the draft recap episode, which I'm sure you're, uh, you're <laughs> Heavily... editing. Heavily... Oh, yes. As we, as, <laughs> as we, we speak. speak. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and infuriatingly, Tom Stewart's done it again for him. Bloody hell. Uh, I really should have kept him in the 18th round. I can't believe it. He's averaging 108 right now. Um, I don't think he'll keep that up, but goddamn, that is annoying to see. So, 
Yeah, that's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Who did you keep in the 18th round? I can't remember. Carl Langford, my Essendon boy. Who, ah, okay. Yeah, is, uh, How's that going? Is a, well, he's a victim on being on a terrible team. What's going on there? Yeah. I mean, maybe if he wants more of the ball, he should he should pick it up when it's right next to him instead of running to the bench. I <laughs> <laughs> would have got him a stat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was very annoying to see him do that. Obviously, he doesn't care about his stats enough. <laughs> or, or the result of the game. Or, or the or... game itself. Or who, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I heard he might have head. left the oven on at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was he concussed or something? Like, Absolute that's... brain fade. Oh, I don't know. I feel like the whole team was concussed. I don't know else <laughs> you could explain that. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're doing some new kind of sports science program where they <laughs> bash their head against the wall before they go out, harden them up a bit. <laughs> Actually, concusses them all. All right, all right, that's uh, enough. That's enough bother bashing. <laughs> Let's go. Let but it's so much match. fun. All right, all right. <laughs> I just wanted to mention with um, Brett's team, um, he got no one scoring below 66 on field which is really that's the dream i mean to not have a shit score that's really good consistency um there's no one that you feel like you want to hang like uh what's it called rage drop so yeah pretty amazing um the only guy who got who got i guess very badly injured over the weekend was jack watts so he'll need to find a replacement for watts but i don't think he'll have too much trouble yeah so, yeah, ugly. But, but, but probably not a massive fantasy blue. No, not a huge fantasy blow. I guess someone who averaged only in the sixties last year, but he was he was looking good this year though. Promising, uh, got, yeah. Got to admit, yeah. Mm. But such is life. <laughs> it is. It is when you're Jack Watts. All right. Uh, so the final matchup of the round was, uh, you said the last one was the matchup of the round. I think this one was the best, was the, was the closest. It was the, the throw closest. of the round. Absolutely. Very close. Went down to the actual dying seconds of the game. Um, Jack Street's back, taking down Fifty Shades of Brown by just nine points, and mostly thanks to David Swallow driving the Gold Coast Suns to victory with a game-winning goal at the very end. Uh, game-winning for Alec, game-winning for the Suns. That is very impressive from Swallow because he was hurt last week and he's obviously shaken that off and done what the captain should do, lead his team to a win. So very good. Um, and obviously, yeah, Cam, heartbreakingly close, just like his team, Frio. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, going down in the final moments. So, yeah, unlucky for Cam. Well, yeah, it really must have been a bit of a stab in the heart. A, a tough pill to swallow is, I think, what I told him. But really, watching your own team go down doubly, yeah, doubly bad for him. So, unlucky. But he definitely could do with a few better players, such as Rory Lobb starting in his rucks is probably not doing him too many favours right now. Yeah, I... I wanted to comment on that. Um, he was, I think Cam was a little bit seduced by last week's scores, maybe, uh, with Charlie Ballard, for example. Mm. Uh, 89 last week, backs the 89 up with a 43. Um, I mean, not everyone watches Gold Coast games, to be fair, but <laughs> but Ballard is a 19-year-old 
kind of a bit of a key defender, but he was intercepting last uh, in round one. So it's just a role that's going to see him fluctuate from from you know basically forty to ninety, I, I would guess. Um, so and and Lob, I guess he doesn't have much choice but to start Lob. But yeah, seventy nine week one, forty nine week two. It's uh yeah definitely costly. Having said all that, though, Cam's team deserves deserves some credit and respect because, again, he's scored over fifteen hundred. He actually has um, his his zero and two with more with more points for than three, not one, not two, but three teams that are two and zero. He's got more overall points than Alec Millsy and Max. Um, wow, you wouldn't have picked that. No, absolutely not. No. So unlucky, Cam. He really should be one and one, if not you know, two and oh, like, like those other three. So, yeah, um, very interesting team at the yeah. moment. Um, yeah, hopefully he gets a little bit of luck coming his way. So, obviously, that's very unlucky to, to go down with those uh, those losses. Um, and especially in this game, yeah, uh, such a close one. Alec was really helped, to be honest, from... I mean, there was a huge boost from the um, Thursday game with Trelaw getting 152 to kick off his week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for, for Cam to come back in with a chance was a pretty good effort. Um, just wanted to mention that he benched Ben Brown, which I uh, just found a little bit funny. Um, obviously <laughs> had such high hopes for him, and then one game in, he's already given up on him. So, uh, Wow, we'll, I didn't we'll even see. notice that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it didn't cost him anything. He, he scored 65, which was the same as, I guess, uh, Darcy, Darcy Parrish or... Travis Colley, who he brought in, in fact, just this week, uh, did even better. Sorry, no, he didn't bring him this week, um, but he started him this week. Started him, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he listened to our episode, uh, and and uh, if he did, then good on you, Cam. Well, we bagged Brown, and you've benched him, so good work, and it was the right <laughs> full, call. We're, we're full of good advice for you, Cam. We're always looking out for you. Yeah, That's and great. if you want some more advice, trade Darcy Parrish. He's no good. 65, what's that? That's junk. Uh, I would not be surprised if he goes, uh, if he gets back into the reserves and has to earn his way back into the team. Yeah, well, I guess Essendon might be dropping a couple of players after that effort. Um, oh, you bloody think so, but I mean, it should have happened <laughs> last week, and then Wisher makes only one change, and it's Jordan Ridley, who's like... Why would you take out the you know one of the new a faces? solid young like, backman? Yeah, 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 makes no sense. So I would, that was I surprising. I've Ridley in my super coach, and I was like, "What? Why has he dropped?" Very strange. It was it was a really bizarre choice, and I really hope that he does cut a few players, but hopefully none of the ones that I have on my team. Indeed, uh, I guess um, another thing I noticed: uh, Sheed gets a hundred again, over a hundred. Um, you know, two weeks in a row. So maybe maybe we were wrong about Sheed, or I was wrong uh, about Sheed. I'm but we know who's back this week, don't we? Oh, oh, who is back this week? <laughs> mm, is someone a timely back return? Mm, mm. That's oh. all right. If you don't if you don't remember, then we don't really need to discuss it. Let's move. Uh, let's move along. <laughs> we can talk about that a bit later, actually, because it's going to be coming up soon. True. Um, I think that wraps up our uh, our matchups for us. Hmm. And do, um, do you want to shout out to Rowan Marshall at all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I should shout out to Rowan Marshall. Absolutely. So, uh, great score for him. Obviously, taking over the number one ruck role is, reaps its benefits. Um, yeah, I kind of kind of had that. We all sort of knew that might happen. The wasn't too certain what role he would have in that team, though. 
So, great 19th round pickup there for Alec. Someone really should have got in earlier. For sure, yeah. Someone like Cam, maybe. I was just going to comment on a footy point of view, but also um, draft relevant, hmm. sort of. Tom Lynch from Richmond, um, he's on Alec's bench at the moment, but he's, uh, he's obviously going to be the, the, the main man for, for Richmond with Jack Rewalt out for the next month. So any predictions on whether he will go uh, a lot better, a lot worse, or about the same? Because obviously you'd expect him to get more targets, more opportunities, but he'll also get more attention from the opposition. But he's only averaging 51 at the moment, so do you reckon he'll get better, worse, or about the same? No, nah, it won't get any better, and I think it's because of the Richmond factor at the moment. Um, I think that they're, they're just going to be cursed to be a low-scoring team. Um, yes, okay, the, 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 there is a point to be made that he will be the number one target, but I think he looks like he still needs... I don't know, he still needs a couple of weeks to get into that sort of form, and I think uh, Jack might be back, what, what do you say, four weeks? Four weeks, yeah, might be back. Yeah. In three, even. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think it's going to have enough of an impact, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. So only five marks in two games, but he's kicked six goals. So you could almost say if he doesn't kick three goals, he'd get, you know, a 30 or a 40. But then again, he should probably be taking five or six marks a game. So I could really see it going either way. And I'm going to say he's going to get better just from some improved fitness and, and probably more marking opportunities um all right all right all right because 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 it's interesting all right i mean when you say better you mean better than the 50 point average because i also think that he won't sure. be stuck at 50 points so i mean my vote will go for improve but i don't think okay. he'll um he'll be get startable. to necessarily start yeah 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 i think he'll average below 70 hmm. okay uh just while jack's out i'm gonna say he'll average 70 dead on okay cool we'll watch this space we'll see who's right um, talking about Tom Lynch, though, does bring us into a point that I had, and I um, we'll get into the talking points, basically, of the round, um, which was to do with the low scoring of the Tigers. So we've alluded to it a little bit so far, but just how shockingly bad it was. As a collective team, they had 1,176 points. Compare that to what the Pies <laughs> scored, which was 21-27. So... Almost a thousand points more, thousand fantasy points more for the Pies, which is a shocking figure. That is just absolutely insane. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's a table of both teams. The Tigers, you just want to stay away from any players, any of their players. I think they haven't ever really been a fantasy friendly team, and it looks like it's even worse than it's been. Maybe the new rule change must have had some effect there. Well, that's a big call. Um to put it down to the rule change, but you might be onto something. Or, yeah, you're definitely right that they're not a very fantasy-friendly team in general. Um, and that is, yeah, one of the biggest discrepancies I've ever seen in Dream Team points. Um, it was hard to hard to watch in a in a way, even though you know the Tigers aren't my favourite team. Um, they they were just so pathetic. They laid 34 tackles mm. or something for the whole game. They're normally meeting that in in a half, so. Certainly whenever they play the Crows, they seem to find a way to, to lay 60 <laughs> tackles or 80 tackles or something. Oh, that's so what the stat, that's what the stat man's just adding an extra 10 to Dusty's count, I think. Oh, 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Every time Dustin Martin lays a hand on someone, yeah. that's a tackle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he hasn't been getting many of those, and their team's been going down, so maybe that's something to read into there. But on the other, on the flip side, the Pies mm-hmm. had one of... They had that 21-27 is higher than any team score from last season. So it's pretty phenomenal. Um, they're playing a very fantasy-friendly game, it looks like. And, you know, there was a question at the start of the season about... Um, oh, which um, which which pies midfielders do we want to get? Which ones do we want to stay away from? Well, the answer to that was get all of them, even Chris Main. Get them uh. all. It's <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, but it looks like um, yeah, they've got the definitely trending well, and I'm kind of annoyed that I didn't recruit a single pie. I don't have a single tiger, but at the same time, I don't have a single Collingwood player. So there. Yeah. We should do a little. Uh, we should do a little analysis um, during the week, working out how many pies and tigers uh, each each squad has, or, or maybe in the starting. Look at the starting lineups, perhaps more so than the backups, and that'd just be an interesting number to know whether there's a correlation between um, your yeah your number of pies versus tigers. Because at the moment, I'm thinking Max would have a lot of pies. And I think Sahil has a lot of tigers, and that sort of, yeah, could reflect trend for the I year. I think Max doesn't actually have as many pies as we'd think. Um, I, th- I thought he would have taken a few more. I know Tom Phillips is one of them, but I think apart from him, he didn't actually go as pie heavy. Um, yeah, he started Aish, who got 95, which is solid. But yeah, he, t- he doesn't have that many, to be honest. And he's going to find well. it hard to trade them in now that mm. they're all scoring so well, So, which is normally his um, the way he goes about it is to bring in a whole bunch of pies as the season wears on. So we'll see if he uh, if he hits anyone up with some trades. Um, speaking of which, uh, we haven't had any trades yet this season, but uh, I did identify something. So Max's um, ruck situation is pretty awful, um, as in he's starting Tom Campbell. Um, look, I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world. And he does obviously have Roughhead, who, if he does keep up that, those hundred point games, then that will be covered. You mean he's starting Tim Tim English? Oh, I think you said Tom Campbell. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Tom Tom Campbell is who he um, picked up, isn't it? Um, someone picked up Campbell. I, I can't remember who it was. Someone. Sorry, did. he's yeah. starting. But Tim English is his starter. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Tim English is who he's starting. Hasn't uh set the world alight just yet. T- Tom Campbell is who he picked up, um, along with uh good old Lloyd Meek, uh. Oh, why did he have to get two of them? You're right. Yes, he picked up Meek yes. and Campbell. It's very, it's very curious. I just feel like he was trying to roll the dice and see if he could get a decent ruck because he knows that he needs something better in that spot. So I have actually identified that there are two people that do have excess rucks for him. I uh, don't know why I'm doing his homework for him, but um, maybe I'm just trying to warn people away from any traits that might be incoming. Um, so Saka is, is one of the obvious ones because he's got an underperforming Stefan Martin. And then he's got Shane Mumford, who is just going to be sitting on his on his bench for a season. And as we mm, know, Max loves point. Martin, so could he try and angle something that way? Um, the other one is with Ian, who we can't trade with for another few rounds yet. But um, Ian had Hickey do extremely well for him this week, while he has Sam Jacobs underperforming in his lineup. Mm. So... Give it a few more weeks, and I think uh, Jacobs might not be on Ian's team anymore. Intriguing, but it is a Crows player, so he won't let him go too lightly, mm. will he? 
And Hickey got 31 in round one. So how much can you trust Hickey? Just food for it thought. It is. Though. I just feel like... <laughs> he probably doesn't need I feel like if we were allowing trades of Ian, then that would be going through right now. But like... Oh, yeah, Jacobs would be gone for, for Jordan Ruffin. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, good that we've got that rule in place. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. We haven't had any trades yet. Um, it's Usually we do have a few at the start of the season, so it is a bit of a slow start. So I do want to encourage trading, so hopefully we get a few. Have you have you got any offers nah, yourself? Or I haven't got there? any, and to be honest, I have looked at my team and seen what I've got to offer, and there isn't much. Oh, just just that it's interesting. Yeah. Um, if you are encouraging trading but haven't actually made any offers or received any offers, uh, I will I will throw I will throw some out. I will put my money where my mouth is. I won't just tell people to trade. I will also try and throw out some trades. Good to oh, sorry, I did have one more thing to talk about, and that was the fact that I was considering a name change. So I'm kind of going with what you did last uh, last episode, or no, you did in our draft episode, didn't you? Mm, but no one's heard. Uh. Yeah, anyway, go on. <laughs> okay, let me start again. <laughs> um, <'cause> I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it in. <laughs> all right, sure, fine, it's funnier. Um, all right, my name change. So I've got a few options for you, and it's quite possible that they're all terrible, but I'm just going to throw them out there and see what you think. Um, my first one is another string to my bows. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Um, obviously, both. Wait, do you have Stringer? No. I don't have Stringer. Okay. I, I thought it was a Stringer and Bows pun, but yeah, I've, it's still I've, pretty good. I've also, I've also changed it to another Stringer to my Bows. And I could, you know, I could pick up Stringer, but... Another <laughs> just Bomber. That actually sounds really good. Just for the sake of having that name. Yeah, this is going to be like another Lyset moment, isn't it? Just, yes, pick that. So you can have them stuck in your team forever. Um, but no, the team name is another string to my bows. Just a shout out to Jack Bows, my only good defender. Um, the next name is Fisher for compliments. Oh, that one is excellent, Bart. That is really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's pretty good. I quite like it. <laughs> Look, I was just spitballing here, all right? Okay. I'll cross that one off. Thanks for the reaction. No, no, no. Um, I, was just, uh, I was just giving you a compliment, but it was sarcastic, so it doesn't doesn't apply. But anyway, no, it's not a bad name. Fisher for compliments, all right? Yeah. Uh, do more harms than good. Yeah, I guess that describes your your team. So it, it kind of does, doesn't it? I thought it was appropriate. That is yeah. quite good. Do more. Is that too long? Because there's a letter limit on the team name. I haven't checked I it with the officials yet, but um. That should be okay. Um, and then the only other one I had was um, uh, seven more years of Titch, just to count down every year of how long I'm going to keep Tom Mitchell for. I don't like that at all. Oh, well. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like a nice reminder of how long Tom Mitchell <laughs> served my team for? Uh, no, I don't want to see that reminded every week. So I reckon... I think I wrote that one down. Do more harms than good. I, th I think I wrote that one down a while ago, and it was meant to be some sort of like seven-year itch pun, but um, I don't think that really came across there. So, all right. I'll ah, yeah, I see. Seven years of... Seven years the of, of that ruins it. Yeah, you could go seven years of titch, but it... Um, yeah, it's the of that kind of makes it look... 
lose that that pun, I guess. That's all right. It's a little bit opportune. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll, we'll stick with the good old other puns. So you think do more harms than good? I think it's pretty good. It's, it sums up your team. Um, <laughs> I do like another string to my bows. Um, it's a nice uh, reference to Jack Bowes, who has been very good so far. So, um, yeah, I reckon two good options there. Um, you kind of need a, a second opinion or a third opinion, I guess, other than your own and mine, just to really nail it down. But oh, if I had to pick... Mm, <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I don't know. I really like both of them. Another string. T- was it another string to my bows? Yes, that- that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah, one I was leaning I towards, that. so perfect. All right, that's what I wanted to hear. Another string to my bows. I think I'll be changing my team name because uh, Gorn Baby Gone is a little bit outdated, I think. Um, so we will we will be changing that, even though I do still love Gorny. It's no, no, not a reflection on my feelings for the big man. Good. No, that's good. And and speaking of team names, didn't we get promises from from Cornflakes and Man Eat Barcelona Both. that they'd be changing their names? Yeah, we, we absolutely did. So it's a bit disappointing. So get onto it, fellas. Let down again. Finally, we're going to have a look ahead. So we're going to look at a feature matchup. This will be a regular segment, um, sort of suggested by Max. Uh, look at a matchup that's coming up in depth. And this week we've got a perfect one because you and I are going head to head. Yeah, so let's ignore first versus third and go for seventh versus eleventh. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a little bit uh, drum roll. <laughs> yeah, a little bit self-centered, but I mean, it's not going to happen very much this season that the the, the two hosts are going to get to go against each other. So I think this is a Appropriate. That's true. Certainly won't happen in the last few weeks of the year. That's <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's what our listeners want to hear. That's what the listeners were crying out for. I want to hear more about Stephen Bart's team. Yeah, not our own teams. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, so we listen. We listen to you guys, as you can tell. Give All right, the people what they want. Yeah. Yeah, so don't really want to talk about it too much because it's not looking too good for me, but uh, the matchup looks to be pretty favoured in uh, your direction, Steve, judging by these projections. But that's all right. We know projections are notoriously wrong. Uh, at the moment, you're looking at scoring 15.35, and I've got a lowly 14.41, so about a 90-point margin of victory for you projected at the moment. Hey. And your best score of the year, so well done. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be nice. Yep, get a high score. Um, I've got one ton only projected for myself as well, and that's Angus Brayshaw. So that's a bit poor, I think, by ultimate footy that is, because definitely my midfield is a little bit better than that, I'd say. Um, whereas on your side of the fence, you got three tons, and funnily enough, one of those is for Matthew Suckling. Ah, suckers. Yeah, probably get 40 this week, but have to start him. <laughs> yeah, well, I can only hope so. I can only hope something... Well, no, I don't want to wish injury upon anyone, but um, you never know what suckers do. Indeed, yeah. So I've got a few hard decisions to make. Guys like Willem Drew and Brett Delidio and um, Jack Graham, who Luke Dunstan might not even play, apparently. So, yeah, a few decisions in midfield. So the team so... you've got on field at the moment, mm. that's not locked in? Not locked in. Got probably four or five 
players to make a call on. Um, this is my yeah preliminary look at it, but it's good that Cade Collajasny is playing Friday night, so I, I get a free free swing with him, um, but not expecting much after 36 last week. Mm. Yeah, so definitely not locked in yet. We'll wait till teams are announced. No, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because I know what uh, overthinking does to you. So <laughs> hopefully uh, yes. a rapid rule. Tink- tinkering. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't move Willem Drew anywhere. All right, keep well, that guy on there, please. Yeah, he will definitely do well with Ollie Wines back oh, in yeah, the team. For sure. He's playing Brisbane, you know. They're not, they're not meant to be any good. Yeah, bottom four last year. <laughs> It's too easy. You've convinced uh, me. Good. All right. Perfect. No mind games whatsoever. Sorry. Yeah, I'd said that the battle would probably be one in the midfield for me. I do still have Liam Shields on field, though, so we'll see how he pulls up. Could be just another injury woe for me. Just add to the uh, bunch of players that will be sitting on my bench. I mean, who knows? Trent Dumont might be there as well, along with a few others. I'm also a little bit hopeful that Wingard's going to be back this week, so... Ooh, yeah, Wingard, that's a good in for you, actually. Yeah, if he gets back in. Mm. I might have to be worried now. Oh, good, good. Well, uh, on that note, if you're, if you're a little worried, then, uh, well, maybe you don't want to take this bet, but uh, I was thinking of proposing a little bet. I actually thought about this a week ago. Um, but that was before my team completely tanked last week, and yours started to do well. Um, so I'm a little less confident on it, but I propose just for a little bit of fun, whoever wins this matchup will do something, uh, the loser, sorry, has to do an ode to the other team. Uh, basically Ooh. something to present on the next episode of FMDT, sing the praises of the other team. How do you feel about that? I like it. Yeah. I really look forward to hearing yours next week. Yeah. <laughs> It's very likely that I'll be seeing the praises of uh, Suckling and uh, oh Willem Drew. I mean, of course, but <laughs> um, but good. I thought you might be very eager to take that on because uh, it doesn't look like I've got a lot to offer at the moment. But you know what? It's only been two weeks, and I'm still hopeful. Good to hear. Never give up, That's buddy. right. Let that, yeah, this will be a uh, lesson to all those teams that are 0-2 at the moment, and there's five of us. So never give up, everyone. Keep your heads up, chins, chins up, and keep fighting. Yeah, gaff's coming out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably a lot of injuries. He's probably, he'll probably knock out one of my players knowing my luck. Probably <laughs> just give him a good old punch to the jaw and knock him out for the season. <laughs> oh... <laughs> you don't have any Collingwood players, nothing to worry about. Oh, oh no, about. I don't, do I? Okay, yeah, fair enough. Well, that's good then. All right, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, hopefully uh, some of our luck turns around. I hope to be going one and two next week, and there will be an ode coming to you, hopefully from Steve, but possibly from me. So look forward to that, as well as a whole new week to wrap up next week. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Take it easy. See you later. Cool. Well, this this matchup's full of banter, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> were you were you gonna propose the fucking bet? I was waiting for oh, you. Oh, I thought you had more to it. say. You had so much more to say last time. Yeah, well, like yeah, I said, I'd oh, I couldn't it. shut you up last time, and now you. What I, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't remember what I said. I just was talking about my options. Okay. I was Your just options. like, oh, Delidio against his old team. How did yeah. he go? 
I don't know. People don't care. Like, keep all right, it brief. All right. That's why I was saying I'd keep it brief. Edit this one out. <laughs> so we should get a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's shoot for the stars. Let's go for Marvel. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, Max did propose FMD team moving into film. Um, so I think it's just the next logical progression that we get something going with one of the biggest movie studios in the world. Yeah, and aren't they fin- finishing up the the Marvel like series, the the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is with Endgame coming to Endgame? Like, look, it's even it's oh, even got game in the yeah. name. Yeah, and we've got twelve superheroes to give them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Marvel need to make some new films. They've they've run out of things to do with these characters. So yeah, twelve new new superheroes, perfect. 